Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the DVC Show. I am your host, Paul Krieger, and I'm joined this week by my lovely wife, Amy Krieger. Hello. We've got John Sicari in the house, a.k.a. Big Fat Panda, and... Nope. Good. Good point. Uh, <laughs> and senior sales associate uh, of the DVC resale market, Derek DeBoer, and he's down and there. Uh, so you're easier to point to because you're down there. Uh, so I never knew the Brady's had it so hard. To try to- <laughs> Here's a story. <laughs> well, welcome everybody to this week's episode of the show. We're so happy to have you uh, join us. And this week, we're kind of going back to basics. It's been something that a lot of people have asked us for. A lot of new members in the DVC fan community over the past few months, and a lot of people that are considering Disney Vacation Club for the first time. And so we kind of want to reinvent what Disney Vacation Club is. Start from point A and go all the way through and discuss all of the nitty gritty. But today's episode is really that high level overview about what is Disney Vacation Club and maybe why you should consider becoming a member. But before we get started, as always, this and all of our DVC fan content is brought to you by the world of DVC. DVC resale market where you can buy or sell a Disney Vacation Club resale contract. Monera Financial who can help you with that resale contract purchase. And the DVC rental store where you can try before you buy, rent some points, or rent out your own points if you're not going to use them this year. So please show some love for our sponsors. And also something new to the DVC fan environment is our DVC fan Patreon page where you can get some behind the scenes footage. I've got so much behind the scenes uh, coverage of these crazy individuals from filming these shows and kind of fun stuff from uh, the Rofer Monster episode and, and so much more. So uh, we're going to be sharing that on our Patreon, patreon.com slash DVC fan. So please uh, tune into that as well. And Derek, since you started this episode by pointing at people, I really want you to unpack that email that you sent me about this specific episode because I still don't understand what you were trying to get us to do. You said something about we're going to point at each other and then start talking about topics. Yeah. Like Because there's like 10 or 15 different topics. So I thought as opposed to something fun we could do is you say, okay, now we're going to talk about what is a use year. So who's going to talk about it? And you would then spin your finger, almost like the right <laughs> right wheel, and say, oh, oh man, this is like Spanish class all over again. We get to talk about use year. But I can't do use, it. Use year is Amy, is all Amy. They, <laughs> they used to do this in my Spanish class when I was in college. And he would everyone's name would be assigned to a card in a deck. And I was always so nervous. I was so bad at that class. So I didn't take Spanish until college. And then he would randomly talk and he would pull out someone's card and you'd have to respond to him in Spanish. And that, I'm getting a little bit nervous just thinking about it. My mind immediately went to the fact that there are audio podcast listeners and there's just going to be silence while all of us are spinning our fingers <laughs> out there. And they're just going point. to have no idea what's going on. But uh, uh, I love the idea. And I, I, I wanted to start the show by bringing that up because I figured it was going to be hilarious and whatever it was. Hey, if but you want to randomly point to us, we'll, you, yeah, we'll give it our best. We're go. still going to randomly point at people. So, uh, but again, this show is all about DVC back to basics. What is Disney Vacation Club? And I thought a good place to start today was to actually talk to one of our newest Disney Vacation Club members, and that would be Panda, who recently bought in what about a year ago? Oh, I, the I, I would say about a year. I, I would say about a year ago at Riviera and. Panda, give us a little bit of sort of, you've been in the Disney community for a long time, and this is kind of your first 
venture into the Disney Vacation Club space, what kind of things prior to this maybe had you on the fence or had you maybe questioning getting involved in Disney Vacation Club? So the really weird thing is, even though technically, I, I mean, I guess technically it is a timeshare, I could not make that connection. Meaning, in my mind, Disney Vacation Club had nothing to do with timeshare, which I know is ridiculous, but the only experience I have with it is like my sister bought, I think, at a place called Villa Roma in upstate New York, a timeshare, where you pick the exact seven nights that you want out of the year every year, as though you know in 30 years from now what vacation week you're going to use. <laughs> so I thought that was timeshare. I thought timeshare is you bought the chunk. You know, that was it, and that's what you want. And then the quality started to slip at this Villa Roma place, and my sister hated having a timeshare, which was funny because when I went to go buy Disney Vacation Club, I really didn't have a lot of, you know, I was in the Disney community. I'm a Disney fanatic, so I didn't have too many reservations about it. But when I was talking to my sister about it, she was like, are you crazy? Timeshare is the worst thing. I mean, you hear the commercials on TV trying to get people out of their timeshares because they feel like they were, you know, rooked. So I didn't, I just didn't connect it because it is so different. Not just because it's a product that I love and that I don't see slipping very far, if at all, maybe from month to month, you know, something happens at a resort and then it gets back. But I, you don't pick a time. You know, you're not picking a specific week, although I do think there's something in there where you could if you wanted to. But it was very different to me. So I, uh, I don't make the timeshare connection. And I don't think, as far as, I'm, as far as I know, I don't think it is very much like most traditional timeshares. Correct me if I'm wrong. 100% correct. Uh, but I think Derek, being someone that has been a direct guide, it's been beat into his head that if asked that question, you do technically have to say, right, Derek, it is a timeshare. <laughs> yes. And of course, being Disney, it's never just, we'll call it this, we have to give it flowery verbiage. So it's always kind of instilled on you when you learn to be a Disney Vacation Club guide that is called Vacation <laughs> Ownership. <laughs> they you didn't no, say Fal Blu Hold on. Young Frankenstein, Derek, when you say Falbluka and you, you hear the horses. <laughs> yeah, good. When he you says Disney Vacation Club, the dogs go. Rrr, rrr. Right. Yeah. Let me get it. It, it seemed like it was like uh, it, it was like Disney legal getting getting him for not saying that it was timeshare. He was changing his mind yeah. and they were like, nope, we're not going to have it. Rrr, rrr, rrr. Sorry about that. We can take care of that in post, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, they're adorable. Keep them. Keep them. We love so, the dogs. We're big dog so, fans. Right. Ours so. are behind us, and they have yeah. to be in the room. They so. have to be in the. They have to be not only in the room, but Odie has his special fan that goes anywhere with him. So his fan has come <laughs> into the room with him, so that he can stay cool while he's in the room with us, while we have four million lights on us and all kinds of stuff. But Derek, go back to what you were talking about about how it is yeah. a timeshare, but isn't. Yes. So technically, yes, it is a timeshare. Again, Disney always likes to use the verbiage uh, vacation ownership. So instead of the word timeshare, which the word timeshare, as everybody knows, uh, does not necessarily have the most lovely, warm, fuzzy connotation to it. Uh, a lot of people, when they hear that word timeshare, maybe they've taken a traditional timeshare tour, uh, they will have uh, PTSD and they might have flashbacks of being you know, locked in some conference room with 84 people high pressuring you for 18 hours so you can get a free ticket to SeaWorld. Uh, DVC, <laughs> when it started in 1991, said literally, we're not going to do anything like that whatsoever. In fact, there's a true story that Michael Eisner, who was at Disney at the time, when they brought up the whole concept of Disney Vacation Club starting, he said, listen, if I get one word, if I get any whiff, any report back that there's high pressure sales tactics going on, I will shut this whole thing down immediately. 
So that's why when Disney, you know, really separated themselves for two reasons is a it was, you know, back then it was great. There was no pressure. They encouraged you to go home, sleep on it. Think about it. <laughs> Call me whenever you're ready to buy and people couldn't believe it. But like Panda said, most importantly, uh, it's not that traditional timeshare, right? Where you buy a week, you buy a room, you buy a certain time of year, and you always have to go during this time of year. I always have to go for seven nights. With DVC, it just comes down to points. And it's just the flexibility of it that if I wanted to vacation on one, two, three week vacation at one place, great, I could do that. If I wanted to say take 10 little vacations of one or two nights, I could do that. If I wanna stay in a different resort each and every time, I could do that. So that's what really separates Disney Vacation Club from any other timeshare out there. Yeah. And I feel like Disney really is who created the point system when it came to timeshare in general. And a lot of companies have now oh, sort yeah. of mimicked that approach when it comes yeah. to their timeshares. So when you buy into Disney Vacation Club, it is still you're buying a deeded interest into a specific Walt Disney World Disney Vacation Club property, of which there are now 16 resorts, or there will be as of next week um, when, when Disneyland Hotel opens up. So, uh, uh, there will be 16 Disney Vacation Club properties at that point in time. And, uh, you know, you can choose which Disney Vacation Club property you are interested in m most. That's going to be what's called your home resort. That's the one that you are going to go back to time and time again. So similar to traditional timeshare where you buy into that specific home that you want to go to and maybe can exchange for something. This is the one where you, you, you kind of buy that resort and it's going to be the one that you you know you're going to get into, uh, for, for lack of a better term. But uh, the major difference is that it's not that long-term forever kind of timeshare. It does have a specific expiration date. And depending on what Disney Vacation Club property you buy into, that is, that expiration date varies. Some of the earliest resorts, Beach Club, Boardwalk, Old Key West, Boulder Ridge, those resort, uh, Hilton Head, Vero Beach, those resorts are going to expire 20 years from now. So those contracts, if you do buy into those resorts, have a less period of time that you're going to own them. And then the newer properties like uh, Riviera Resort where Panda purchased, those contracts are closer to 50 years in length or now we're probably getting closer to like 45 years in length for those. But most new properties, once they come online, are a 50-year deeded interest in that in that specific timeshare. And I think that's what really makes it a little bit different is it does have that specific end date, but you're getting so much value over those 50 years. And I don't know where I'm going to be in, I don't know where I'm going to be in 20 years, uh, let alone 50. Yeah, I think some people look at having an expiration date as, an, as a negative for DVC and and I think it's because you know I don't want to ever give that up because we we love our DVC so much. But if you think about it, you know a lot of timeshares they just go on and on forever and you owe annual dues forever and ever and ever. And then if something happens to you, they get passed on to your you know your children or your heirs and they have to pay the annual dues unless somehow they opt out. But I just remember your uncle telling us about their timeshare oh, yeah. and he was just like, yeah. And then when I'm gone, you know, Morgan will get it and she'll have to pay for it. <laughs> and, you know, it's just there, there becomes a point where people want to get out of that and they want to get out of those paying those dues. And so it, there, there's no expiration date. you have to figure out a way to get out of it. Yeah. Sometimes you have to pay, you know, even more. Yeah. Um, and that's why there's people online selling some of these other timeshare brands for, for free pennies. on pennies yeah. or for free on eBay. They just want to get out. They and want no, someone to take and over nobody the wants to buy them. 
Nope. Nope. Not, not, and, not. And, and you made such a perfect point too, Aim, is that, you know, people look at that sometimes like it's a negative thing. Like, well, Derek, I was thinking of buying Disney Vacation Club because we love Disney. We come every single year. We love to stay on the on-site resorts for the park access and everything else. But I think, you know, the whole expiration thing kind of bothers me that maybe I lose it like in 40 some years or whatnot. So we're kind of looking at like a Hilton or a Marriott or maybe a Wyndham because, you know, with that, you get to own it forever. And I always tell those people, I'm like, really? so do you really care what happens to your timeshare in the year 3098? Like, do you really <laughs> care what happens to your timeshare? And so I like to tell people and say, listen, life's short. You know, at least me and most members would say I would rather have, say, 20, 30, 40, 50 years of hands down the best, most magical vacations on Disney property than say, you know, 2000 years of mediocre ones being minutes away from the magic when you vacation at Walt Disney World. So that's that's really what it comes down to is, you know, finding, making every trip count. And that's what Disney Vacation Club allows you to do. Yep. As we mentioned before, there's various resorts essentially that you can buy into that are part of the Disney Vacation Club family. But your home resort does matter because of how you can technically use these points. And I think that's the next sort of layer of Disney Vacation Club is we talked a lot about points, but um, using the points is normally the most complex issue. And it surprises me on a daily basis. Uh, I have people that come to me, whether it be at DVC rental store or people in the DVC fan community, and they've owned uh, their Disney Vacation Club for many years, and there's still confusion about how to use these points. Panda's <laughs> laughing because I get texts from him at least bi-weekly, uh, you know, of, uh, when, when do I bank? I text when? Amy. I go right to the knowledge. I don't go through you, Paul. I go to Amy. I, I know who knows what they're talking about. <laughs> Amy, Amy, Amy does have it down pretty good. I normally ask her for she my does. advice as well. So, uh, but it, I mean, you can you can attest to this, Panda. It's it it can be a confusing system. So it's not something where you're going to buy into it. And on the you, surface, it's very 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 simple. On the surface, you have points. You want to use them. It's all the other stuff that goes into it with the use year, or you cancel and it's thirty days. Where do those points go? How do I get them back? Uh, that stuff. Yeah, and and you. <laughs> it's been pretty good though. Yeah, you see that kind of stuff. We we won't get into the weeds of that in terms of points today. But essentially, you're going to you're going to buy a certain number of points uh, at at a Disney Vacation Club property, and that decision is going to be made by talking, whether it be buying direct through Disney with one of their agents or talking with DVC Resale Market, Derek, or someone at the DVC Resale Market team to determine what kind of accommodations would you like to stay in, what's going to be comfortable for your family size, because each resort has what we call point charts, and those dictate how many points you're going to pay per night at a Disney Vacation Club property. So uh, if you're looking for a deluxe studio, uh, which normally is around four to five people can fit into those accommodations, those are normally going to be on the lower end of the spectrum, 20 to 40 points per night, um, one bedrooms, two bedrooms, and then up to the three bedroom grand villa gradually increasing in that per point um, per night cost. And so those are those conversations that you need to have both with your family and with a sales guide when you're making that purchase so that you buy enough points to get that vacation that you're looking for yeah and then some other things that i think also are important to keep in mind is that you know room size is obviously going to dictate how many points that you need uh vacation length uh if you typically want to go 
once a year for seven days or once a year for 14 or five times a year for, you know, you just however many days in a year you choose to vacation, what resort you want to stay at? Because some resorts uh, are a better value on points than others. You know, resorts like Old Key West, Saratoga, Boardwalk Beach Club, Animal Kingdom, Villas, those are a little bit lower on points typically than Grand Floridian, Riviera, Polynesian, they cost a little bit higher points. And then the last thing is uh, not only room size and type, but what kind of view um, or room des designation that you get. Uh, so, you know, Grand Floridian, Paul and I always go for standard views, even though I'd love a lake view, but I'm too cheap on points to spend them on a lake view. So I'm going to look at the monorail and I'm going to be happy. But also it's important to keep in mind that in some resorts, the lower point rooms do go first, yep. right? Because I think a lot of people are like us and they want the best value and the most bang for the buck and the, the most days they can get. So, you know, at Boardwalk, those standard view rooms go first. At Animal Kingdom, those value rooms go first. So you just want enough points in case you don't get those room categories as well, that you can book one of the other available categories. And when we say those rooms go first, that essentially means that each Disney Vacation Club property only has a certain number of rooms that are deluxe studios that are available to Disney Vacation Club members. And one of the perks of buying into, say, Boardwalk Villas is the fact that you are going to have a priority booking window to book those properties. So you can book a Disney Vacation Club property up to 11 months in advance of today. So we're filming this on September 18th. As of today, we can book all the way out until August 18th, 2024. Um, so, Planning is a big part of being a Disney Vacation Club member, but that's because that gets you the best options, as Amy said, when it comes to those rooms that you're looking to get. Uh, trying to fight over a last-minute boardwalk view is something that you don't want to view, don't want to be doing if that's where you want to stay. And so, buying into that resort gives you what that that home resort uh, availability or that home resort booking window, which is that seven to eleven month window uh, in advance of your vacation. For most Disney Vacation Club properties, once you get inside seven months, uh, a lot of points can be used at all Disney Vacation Club properties. Now, there are some things called resale restrictions, and we've not gotten into resale yet, but you can find more information about that over on DVCFan.com, and we'll cover in that in a little bit more detail in another episode. But I think that gets us to another factor of Disney Vacation Club, which is direct versus resale because there are two options in terms of purchasing and no one better to probably talk about that than the senior sales associate himself, Mr. <laughs> Derek DeBoer. You just love saying that word senior. I do. I, 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 I play a drinking game with myself, hey, even though I don't have anything helps, to drink. If it helps, Derek, Paul was looking in the mirror <laughs> was. like maybe an hour ago. Tell me how much his gray hairs are starting to come in. So, Oh, just just wait, Paul. It's just, Car Karma's just getting them. <laughs> DV, senior <laughs> senior DVC fan host, Paul Greer. <laughs> exactly. Where's, where's my tapioca? Yeah. Yeah, we, we love to tell people at the DVC resale market uh, is that research is key. So hands down, take your time, do research. That's why thousands and thousands of families choose to go the resale route. Uh, being all of us that worked here, I work at the DVC resale market, we all used to be direct guides. So when we talk to you, whether it's on live chat or whether you call in or send us an email, we'll figure out which path is going to be best for you, truly. So if it turns out, hey, you know what, I think you know, maybe purchasing direct because you told me A, B, C, and D, 
great. We'll get you in touch with a great guide over there direct. Most folks, when they do their research, they realize really for two main reasons, why do I want to go ahead and purchase the resale market? The main reason is cost. So you could actually head over to the DVC resale market. You could actually compare and see what some of the prices for the different resorts are if I buy them with the DVC resale market versus if I went to Disney to buy them direct, which almost all resorts, Paul, if I'm not mistaken, are buying direct or over $200 a point, if I'm not mistaken. So for us, you're going to see savings of 20, 30, 40, sometimes even 50% which for those families, which I just had one this morning, said, man, I'm so glad I took the time and I did my research because Derek, I calculated it. I saved $24,000 buying my contract with you guys versus if I went ahead and bought direct with Disney. So cost is the number one reason that folks do it. And also kind of right up there, like Paul kind of hinted on too, is being able to pick the resort that you need based on what your family and where you want to travel. Meaning when you go and talk with Disney Direct, they're gonna want you to buy certain resorts because those are the ones that they're actively selling, right? They're gonna push Riviera, they're gonna push right now, you know, Grand Floridian, they're gonna push Alani maybe, they'll be selling that for the next 30 years. But <laughs> with us, you get to determine, so if you're that family that says, Derek, we love the beach club, we love the boardwalk, this is where we primarily wanna stay, that's when you can pick the resort that you need with us versus sometimes when you go to Disney Direct, they might have points available, they might not. If they do have them, they're going to be for a tremendously higher price, meaning I think Boardwalk and Beach Club are well over probably $100 more per point to be able to buy those resorts direct from Disney. So those two factors, price and being able to pick the resort you need. Like Paul said, we'll definitely get into, you know, some of the differences in buying resale. I will tell you, it does take a little bit longer, right? So you're looking at maybe that 60 to 80 day time frame versus if I, you know, didn't care about saving 20 to $30,000 and I wanted those points in my account within two hours, well, I could go buy direct. But most folks, again, when they do their research, they say, you know what? I'll wait. <laughs> being able to pick the resort I need, the resort I want, and be able to save a ton of money is what we're here for. So we just encourage you, take your time, do your research, reach out to us with a billion questions. Again, there's no pressure, there's no rush, but we'll be here whenever you're ready. And I've said this for so many years now, I feel like so many members will become what I would call a hybrid member, which is you own some direct, uh, or at least the minimum to get benefits, because that is the true, That that's sure. the what I would call the FOMO reason most people end up buying a direct contract is those direct benefits. Panda, I mean, we had this conversation. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would never buy direct again. I just wanted to have that, you know, the, the benefits, which I haven't even used. So here goes that. <laughs> yeah. And when we say direct benefits, again, we'll get into this deeper on some other shows when we talk about this, but uh, we're talking about things like access to annual pass sales. We're talking about Moonlight Magic events. If you've ever heard about DVC Moonlight Magic or other special events that Disney Vacation Club puts on throughout the year, those are those added benefits. But to Derek's point, do they outweigh the cost savings as compared to resale? So, um, you know, I think everyone sort of makes their own decision. We've done both. Uh, I know that Panda's considering doing both. You know, he's considering a resale contract. So I, I, I have to imagine, and that was a point that I wanted to make uh, when we were getting into the conversation earlier, is that you don't have to get it right the first time around. Uh, no. If you decide that you're going to get 160 points at Animal Kingdom, and then uh, a couple years later, you add on, and somehow you're sitting here a few layers later with five 
hundred and some odd point. How many points do we have now? Five fifty three is a really weird number. It's driving me crazy. Five fifty three. It would have to be even for me, or I couldn't handle it. I know it's I driving agree. me nuts. But <laughs> very uh, much. To that point, you know, add on itis. It is what uh, the affliction is that I think most Disney Vacation Club members get after they've used their points, after they've started going to Disney Vacation Club properties, or their family grows and they they started off staying in studios and now they like one bedrooms and two bedrooms. And the beauty of this system is that. At any point, you can buy more points. You can buy a new contract uh, and add on to that membership. And I think that truthfully is what makes it so special is that it really allows you to not only get more from your membership, but also kind of diversify what we talked about earlier, which is that home resort booking window. Because, you know, Panda, your direct contract's at Riviera, but you're considering Polynesian now, right? Yeah, and if, if my next one would be Polynesian for sure. Yeah. But I've noticed though the way you know. Let me just preface this with: I don't sell DVC. I make no money off of selling DVC. I feel like the way I use it is different than most people, and that could be just in my head because I have a lot of locals that tell me, "No, I don't need you know DVC. We just go to the resort every couple of nights in you know for three or four nights a year. We're locals." And I'm like, "That's me." But it was the best decision because I would not spend four or five hundred dollars on these rooms. But because it's DVC and it's points, I will. So I find myself enjoying Disney a lot more. And being a local, you know, looking at, let's say, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. And then going on and finding, okay, here's the dates of the party. I want any monorail resort within those three nights. And even if I've uh, waitlisted, most likely a night or two comes out. So as a local for me, I love one or two nights here and there. And I haven't had trouble. I don't think I've used the Riviera at my home resort as much as the other resorts. Yeah. So it's worked out great. It's worked and, out great. And you guys spent Fourth of July in Bay Lake Tower in a theme park view. And th I just waitlisted it for like three weeks, and it came out because I only wanted it for two nights. Yeah. And it was it, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. And could you imagine? Could you imagine paying, paying for that? Yeah, no. paying cash on Fourth of July, like the primo fireworks view. Yeah. Well, and that's the flip no. side. You know, Panda, you talked about it from a local's perspective, but we were just at Vero Beach with a good friend of ours, uh, Mandy, and she was talking about um, she's from out of the area, so her family comes down to Florida, flies down to vacation, do their yearly trip to Walt Disney World every year. And prior to becoming a Disney Vacation Club member, they were paying cash rates at places like Grand Floridian or the Polynesian. And I think the simplest metric that you can do, we'll talk about some of the, the, the other nuances, but the simplest metric that you can do when it comes to Disney Vacation Club is take whatever that rack rate price is that you're paying for your room year after year for that seven night vacation that you fly down to Disney World for, times that by 20 or 30, and see if that is more or less than a Disney Vacation Club contract costs. And if it's, in most cases, it's going to be significantly more, and that right there is going to start to get the wheels turning in your head. And, and about, who knows what prices are going to be in 10 years from now? Exactly. Well, that's, that's just it. And I can tell you a very famous story is when people go, I don't know, you know, because we're kind of value people, Derek. So we really don't care. We're never in the room. We're, you know, full on from morning all the way up until night. So we're fine staying at the value resorts. We're fine staying at, like, say, the, the moderate resorts. The point of this club is when Disney World opened in 1971, it was 29 bucks to stay at the Polynesian. So it was twenty nine dollars a night to stay at the Polynesian. Oh now it's six, seven, eight hundred dollars a night. Plus, guys, don't forget you pay that twelve and a half percent tax. 
every single night. So the fact that there are members, you know, again, join the club, don't join the club. But if the point is, if you're literally going to take, say, five, six, maybe seven Disney trips over the next, say, 10, 20, 30 years, then buy the club because you're going to spend the money anyway. But most importantly, you're going to be staying in deluxe resorts, which I don't care if you're in that room just to sleep. It's way nicer, say, to walk back to Bay Lake Tower or take a boat back to the Polynesian to go to bed after a long day in the Magic Kingdom than it is to have to wait for a bus to go back to Pop Century or to go back for a moderate resort. So members are not paying more to stay in nicer resorts. They're spending less to stay in the nicer resorts. So that's the biggest thing to keep in mind is that at least, say, five, seven trips from now, 10 years from now, you buy the club. If you don't have Disney Vacation Club, as I tell people, you can't call Disney up and say 10 years and say, listen, we've had an amazing 10 years of vacations, five, six, seven trips. We've been down there. We love it. Is there any way, because we're done with Disney, can I get any money back at all <laughs> for those trips? <laughs> of course, they're not going to say, you know, oh, no, sorry, pal. But the point is, if you wow. have Disney Vacation Club, you own something tangible, right? So I don't care if you use it for five years, but at least you own something that you could then say, you know what, I think I'm done. Maybe I'm going to rent my points out this year. Maybe I just want to go ahead and sell it. You have something to show for the money you're spending anyway. But most importantly, your trips are better. Your trips are better flat out. Well, and we yeah. know that we know this already with our with our contracts that we've purchased. Our first contract was an 160 point Animal Kingdom contract, and it is worth more if we were to sell it today than what we paid for that contract originally. Wow. Yeah, and and I know that prices, you know, they kind of ebb and flow and they go up and down, but overall, you know, DVC has increased in value. Uh, and then just just wanted to comment on something that Paul said about looking at hotel prices and, you know, looking at rack rates. I know not everyone pays rack rates. You know, sometimes there's a 10%, 15%, 20% off. Even taking those percentages off of the rack rates, hotel prices are still very high, especially for deluxe resorts. And and then especially if you're looking at like, you know, they charge based on the view. So, you know, if you're buying yep. cash price for Bay Lake Tower, uh, Lake View, and then you've got theme park view, which is going to be a lot more. There was somebody in the DVC group that was not a member and they were asking questions. And, and this is a very recent post. And she said, you know, tell me about she was actually asking about renting points instead of buying. She said, tell me about renting DVC. I paid $15,000 for Port Orleans last year for three rooms because <laughs> uh, I needed three rooms. Yeah, because when you go to those moderate resorts, you know, Yikes. a lot of times you got to have more rooms to 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 fit people in. And, and it's funny because a lot of people in the group were like renting. You could have put a down payment on, you know, that 15,000 is a nice down payment on DVC. Yeah. You know, you could, you could be booking two bedrooms for these, this group of people, or maybe even grand Vela's. but you know, the amount, just even thinking about, we, we went to Coronado Springs back before we were DVC members in 2018 and we spent $5,000, you know, on a, on a week there. Yeah, and it well, it goes right in line with what most people that we hear about that are Disney purists that have come here year after year are saying right now, which is Disney is getting too expensive. And I, you know, as as Amy was talking, I wrote down the words vacation inflation. And I think if you look at 2018, 2019, then we had the pandemic years. Coming out of the pandemic, all of these companies were shut down for a considerable period of time. And 
they want their money back. They want to recoup all of that money. And, you know, the cruise lines have said it. We booked a Royal Caribbean cruise on the Icon of the Seas uh, a year year or more ago. Um, and uh, it was it was $4,000 when we booked it. And now for the same cruise, it's like 6500 Yeah. Because of up. the, what I would call vacation inflation. And we're seeing it in the parks, we're seeing it at cruise line, we're seeing it at airlines, you name it, all of these places, you're beginning to see that. And so, you know, again, we never sort of want to say that Disney Vacation Club is an investment, but it is an investment in the future of your vacationing. Um, it is sort of prepaying for those future vacations. And when you do so, um, you, you kind of uh, hedge against this fact that Vacation prices are going up, and it's not going to slow down anytime soon. Um, you know, we we've seen it. We've seen multiple companies even come out and say that that you know we're going to keep raising prices because people are paying the prices. Everyone kind of is coming out of their house now and saying, "I I want a vacation. I want to live my life and 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 do these do these things." Um, now there is one aspect of that inflation that uh, is is unavoidable. And that's one of the last parts that we've uh, sort of left off in talking about Disney Vacation Club basics, and that is annual dues. And similar to any other timeshare program, um, all, all Disney Vacation Club properties do have what we refer to as annual dues, which is a yearly payment that you have to pay towards the operating expenses, taxes. If you buy at Animal Kingdom Lodge, it helps pay giraffe to feed the giraffes uh, <laughs> for the giraffe food. There is a, there is a line item for it's called animal program so i like to think when we pay our annual dues there that we're feeding giraffes it makes you feel a little bit better about it when you when you cut that check and and, and send that credit card payment through but that is one factor that can increase year after year normally it's a it's a it's a relatively small increase but they do increase in line with inflation tax changes that kind of stuff um any real annual dues things to look out for i know just some of the coastal resorts they can kind of see some bigger effects right derek Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the Vero Beach, the Hilton Head are always going to have the most because the big chunk of those annual dues are going towards insurance. So, in fact, our beloved Vero Beach that you guys just returned home from, there was not that long ago. I can't remember what year, but they were hit with basically three hurricanes within the span of a year. So that whole yeah. pier was completely destroyed. Now, the owners at Vero Beach, again, all the owners are not responsible for all the dues at Vero Beach just the people that own their points that own their deed at Vero Beach have yeah. to pay those annual dues. I do want to stress because some people go, I don't want to join the club because I don't want to pay dues. I'm like, if you're renting a hotel room with Disney, you're paying dues anyway, right? Because in that bill, that hotel bill, a huge chunk of it is obviously going to be profit for the Walt Disney Company. The rest of it is ready, annual dues. Because it basically is what does it take to maintain and keep the resort up? So things like, you know, housekeeping, things like maintenance, things like insurance, things like reserves, all of that. So by not having an ownership, you never get to get to that period where you get to vacation on just your annual dues, which is hands down the best part of your ownership. Because you look back and go, my God, if I didn't buy this club like five years ago, we would have spent that money anyway. So even if I have, I don't know, let's just say 100 points at Saratoga Springs that I bought 10 years ago, right? I could probably stay four or five nights, right? At a deluxe Disney resort. Let's say the dues are Saratoga. So they're what? Around like $7.50 a point, Paul, I think, or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that means that there's 
owners right now, right, that are planning and taking their Disney vacations, say they're staying at maybe the Polynesian for three, four nights, or maybe they're staying at Old Key West for, you know, five nights or maybe six nights on that 100 point. All they paid for their due is just their annual dues that year. So for 730 some bucks, you break that out per night. You can't even get a shady looking hotel off of I drive for less than that. <laughs> and that's when members are vacationing as Disney Vacation Club members saying, man, this is the best thing I ever did. Because if you don't have it, you're never going to hit that, you know, gravy period where you just get your annual due bill, you pay it up, but you go, man, I'm, I'm set for the year. And the stuff you get to do is just insane. Like to be able to do stuff like I got a grand villa for my son's 18th birthday uh, this year. So he turned 18, had all of his friends over there just one night at Saratoga Springs. You look up the rack rate on that and it was like $1,300, I think, or something. And I told him, I said, son, I love you. But just so you know, if mom and dad weren't smart enough to buy DVC <laughs> like 20 some years ago, you ain't getting a grand villa for you and your little cronies to have fun in. But when you have points, it's like, you know what? Let's do stuff. Let's give points away for wedding gifts or let's take that one night and go to Vero or two nights and go to Hilton Head or just be able to do this. And to stress, just because I know a lot of people say, oh, you guys are all local, so it's different. When I bought 20 years ago, I lived in Indiana. So I yep. had my membership, a good chunk. Paul and Amy were in Virginia and only recently moved down here. So we know West what it's Virginia. like. Virginia, it's a state. West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it West Virginia? Yeah. <laughs> so we, we, so we, we tell know. most people Pittsburgh because it's easier. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I tell people Chicago just because they always used to ask on my Disney name tag where I was for a long time, it says Munster, Indiana. So I would meet people when I was working on the cruise ship and they'd say, oh, so where are you from? And I'd say, right outside Chicago. And they go, really, where? And I'd say, Munster, Indiana. And they'd go, where's that? And I'd say, <laughs> right outside Chicago. <laughs> say it like that. But we, we know what it's like to, you know, hey, you have your points and you're taking that one time a year trip. We know what it's like to be able to, hey, I'm going to go online. I've got to book my plane tickets. I got to go for five nights or I got to go for seven. So, but that's the point of this club is that it does grow and change with you. I mean, I wouldn't have predicted when my kids were little, when we bought this, that we'd eventually be living down here in Florida, using it as a local. I was happy just going once a year. So it's the fact that unlike other timeshares, it really does change with you as your vacation patterns change, which is, which is pretty killer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and just, just a couple things about annual dues. That is probably a consideration for you when you are deciding what resort to buy, because if you're looking for a resort that has low overall annual dues, you know, you might want to consider a resort like Grand Floridian uh, that has one of the lowest ones, Bay Lake Tower. Uh, if you are concerned about paying a lot of annual dues, you know, Vero Beach, Hilton Head, uh, Alani, if, if it's the non-subsidized Alani, those are going to have some of the higher annual dues. So it is important to look at those numbers. But overall, you know, Vero Beach, you can get for a low price per point and Hilton Head, you can get for a low price per point. So it might outweigh it. It just depends on how you plan to use it, how long you plan to have it. So those are all conversations that are great to have, you know, with your agent when you're when you're looking to buy. Yeah. And most people, when they're considering, um, they're kind of looking at both the, um, you know, the initial cost of buying into Disney Vacation Club. They're looking at that annualized cost of annual dues and then potentially any 
um, you know, and any sort of cost related to financing your contract, which is another component of this, which is that you don't have to have all of that money ready up front. There are multiple ways to finance. If you are purchasing direct through Disney Vacation Club, they're able to help you finance that contract. But that's going to have a financing cost and interest cost associated with it that's going to increase that if you would take that out total over over the life of your contract. If you're looking at resale, um, people at Monera Financial can help you with financing those resale contracts. Oh, you got your point right that time, Derek. Good job. I nailed it. I literally thought about it for the last (laughs) time. I I keep doing it. I went to point at Panda, and Paul and I are flipped. We're actually sitting opposite of what we look like we're sitting. (laughs) So Panda looks like he's over there. I do it just to mess with her head. So yeah, I just think we look better in this orientation. I don't know. it, It drives me. I'm like all disoriented. But um, but yeah, so financing that contract, but all of those are considerations that need to be factored into it. And that is what's amazing about Disney Vacation Club and the community that we have at DVC Fan. We've got, you know, the experts at DVC Resale Market like Derek that are going to be able to help you with crunching those numbers, make those decisions. Panda is a wonderful voice as someone that is new to Disney Vacation Club that's going to be able to sort of ask those questions of, uh, of, a, of a new first-time buyer, uh, those things that you might not be considering or those things that you might not think about. And then both Amy, myself, all of us in the DVC fan Facebook group in the DVC fan community, we are always available to answer your questions. There are so many people that kind of just want to share that information uh, on Disney Vacation Club and make sure that you can use your membership uh, to to its fullest. Uh, Panda, I'm going to come kind of full circle just to kind of wrap us up. Any initial first time questions that you asked yourself when you were considering Disney vacation club that we haven't covered this evening. No, I just remember my first payment was slightly different than I called up Amy, like in a little bit of a panic, like, Oh my God, they told me this was going to be my payment every month, but it's a hundred dollars more. And I realized it was just because it was some sort of a proration thing. That really was it. Uh, Apart from that, I love the control that they give you on their website. If you're a planner and you like to go and see what's available and go shopping, it's a lot of fun to say, okay, these nights are available, but these aren't. But let me go look over here and try to, you know, put your stuff together. I like the control that they give you on it. Yep. Derek, any last thoughts on, you know, what is Disney Vacation Club and first time thoughts? No, I think just everybody knows that, you know, the most common phrase in all of Disney Vacation Club is, uh, you know, we used to joke and say we could sell T-shirts that just say, I wish I joined sooner. It's truly, that's the number one thing because it's an amazing club. You know, people go, well, how do I know it's good? I'm like, if it wasn't good, we wouldn't have thousands of members buying more points. So the club works. The club is amazing but take your time and just do your research. You know, that's what's great because way back when I bought in like the late nineties, you didn't really have a choice. It was like, you went to take a tour at Walt Disney World. I met a great vacation club guide. We fell in love with the club and we bought it. And we still say to this day, it's probably the best thing we ever did. Now folks have the ability and we talk to them every day of saying, hey, I learned about this club when I was on vacation, but I kind of wanted to sleep on it and do some research. And that's how I wound up finding you guys and stuff. So research is absolutely key. And like you said, we have such an amazing community to, to be part of, you know, here at DVC fan, it's just the absolute best people that are more than happy to help. So 
that's that's probably what I love most about being a member is that I've been able to, you know, connect with so many families over so many years that aren't just, you know, oh, they're clients or they're just members is that they truly do become family because, you know, I, I, I think that was their old motto was like, if you believe in family, you belong was like the original <laughs> Disney Vacation Club jingle. So if anybody can go back there and find it, that's the jingle that they played that made me get all teary eyed and say, here's my credit card. I'm like 20 some years old, but I have to buy this club. Uh, next next week, we, we don't mention the intangible, the feeling of owning DVC. Yeah. There is something magical to be said about the welcome home, about the whole feeling. I know it's you can't put a price on it, but there is something special when I walk into the Riviera now. I, I own that tile you're standing on. Now. So there is an intangible feeling of specialness that comes from DVC. Hundred percent. And yeah. you know you're coming back. You know that's probably the best right. thing about when you're a Vacation Club member. You don't get super bummed out and sad. Oh, I don't know when we're going right. to come back because you know you probably already have the next trip planned or maybe the next three right. or four trips planned. So it helps with that Disney depression for sure. Yeah, yep. we have That's, we've planned many a trips at the airport on our way home from oh, a Disney yeah. vacation. Oh my gosh, I, I remember when we we got on one flight, we were late because our, it was when Southwest was having issues and our flight got canceled, and we ended up with the last boarding number. And Paul was like, you know, five rows away, and I just remember like, hey, <laughs> hey, Oki West is open, <laughs> and we were just trying to like piece this reservation together. I don't even remember what it was for. Oh my Should we turn the plane around? <laughs> but but thinking about what you guys have said and just, you know, thinking about all the memories that being DVC members has, has afforded us and just the feeling that we get and just feeling like we own a piece of something that we love so much. And then also just all the amazing people in the community that we've met. And if you really think about it, all of our friends are DVC members now. <laughs> we just booked a cruise with yeah. with a bunch of people and, and they all booked today because it's DVC day. And it's just, I don't know, it's just crazy to think about what, you know, everything that just being a DVC member has has been to us. So uh, little, I didn't, little I didn't get, Panda, did you get asked to go on that cruise or no? Because I'm checking my <laughs> Um, uh, little, little fun known fact, uh, Amy and I used to own a CrossFit gym. So any, any CrossFitters out there, um, will, will appreciate this, but, uh, something that we used to onboard people with, uh, and tell them is drink the Kool-Aid. You won't for, you, you won't regret it. And, uh, I think that stands to be the, the case with Dizzy Vacation Club as well. Um, I don't think that you will regret this purchase. Uh, if you do, you're not in, look at, look at that. It's like it was. It's like it's not making me thirsty. It's like we set that up, um, but uh, you know, it is. It is something where if you do regret it, I think down the road, it's kind of like buying a house or a car. Maybe you didn't do that research that Derek was talking about, or take care of take care of that house or car or put gas in it or do the things that you needed to do to, to kind of enjoy those vacations, or maybe it's just not for you. And that's, that's perfectly acceptable, but, um, it is something that, uh, very few people that I've talked to regret that purchase after they've done all of the number crunching, talked to the experts, uh, gotten involved in the community, done those things to, um, make that decision and finally, uh, make the leap. And then you're coming back, every two to three years and adding more points and uh, your, your membership just gets bigger and bigger like ours. So <laughs> do you guys want to go on a cruise? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you ask. Yeah. Sure. I, I don't, I don't have any points. Is that okay? 
I'm that's out. fine. Yep. Yeah. No, it's not. We're we're not doing one of those cruises where you got to use points. Don't do that. Don't use your points for cruises. All right, folks, that's going to do it for kind of our back to basics episode of what is Disney Vacation Club. Panda Derek, thank you so much for joining us this week. This is just the start of us just kind of doing a sort of back to basics series here uh, on the DVC show. We're going to dive into some of the topics that we've talked about today and some other topics that we didn't even get to in more detail in the coming months. So stay tuned to those episodes. Make sure that you're subscribed to the DVC Fan YouTube channel. Hit that thumbs up, hit that bell so that you get notifications when we do put out those new videos. Um, And uh, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you, as always, for joining along. And uh, we will see you next week with another episode of the DVC Show.